Morning people, Larry here in Dublin. Today's a, a significant day, I suppose, for my activity on Anchor. If you're listening later on, on iTunes or Spreaker or Google Play, well, um, I recorded this podcast using Anchor, little iPhone app. Um, so you might hear me mention it and wonder what's going on. Well, that's why. <laughs> you having your breakfast? Mm. Yeah, good girl. My little girl, Cara, she's up and at it. Dungarees on, Paw Patrol top on, breakfast in the bowl, getting stuck in, boots on, ready to go, down to school in the rain. Is that right, Cara? So today is a significant episode, um, a significant day in the life of the Daily Larb Channel station because it's episode 50 and uh, I don't know if I'll do anything reasonably uh, interesting or indeed special, just whatever pops into my mind during the course of my day. Uh, I might talk some business, I might talk relationship, I might talk, I want to talk about relationship, it's not about male-female loving relationships, it's more about the interaction of human beings, you know, Uh, Star Wars is coming out, uh, a couple of days time, and uh, I'm looking forward to that, I'm a bit of a Star Wars fan, so are my two boys, Um, so we're going to be heading along to that, and uh, I've got my Darth Vader cup and I've got my coffee in my Darth Vader cup and I am anticipating the launch of the launch. Maybe that's not quite right. The uh, launch, let's just go with launch, of the new Star Wars movie. I read um, a, a review on CNN, the CNN news channel yesterday and uh it gave some compliments, but it was. It felt like the writer was a was a little bit found it difficult to give those uh, compliments. Um, kind of got stuck in a little bit. Well, I don't suppose that uh, the movie will do badly. I think it'll do really well, and uh, I hope it lives up to expectation. You know, that's my only concern, and that. It gives the punch where it needs to give the punch, you know. But we'll see. I'll be heading along for that with the two lads. And then uh, we might wait till the Christmas period when it's quiet. And we go for a meal then after that. Maybe Rockets or something like that, Milano. In fact, I think a Star Wars day is due soon, you know. Just watch all the Star Wars movies. And out of actually the two most recent ones... um, I think Rogue One really kind of uh, hit the Star Wars buzz for me because uh, it was just different. There was no, there was no history in it. They could just be free and make something uh, new. Um, but I think maybe the danger with some of the the newer movies, certainly Force Awakens, was it Force Awakens? Uh, um, hopefully not with this new one. But there's there's maybe an overemphasis. On trying to recreate or connect to those past six uh, or past the first three of the installment 
George Lucas, uh, his second trilogy really didn't live up at all. I thought they, they weren't, they were shit, you know what I mean? I didn't think they were great. There were some aspects of them were good, but mostly I didn't think they really came up to the mark at all. You could actually go away and remake them and do a better job. But with the newer, with the newer kind of uh, group of movies, the first of which was uh, um, Rogue One, I think, I think they got it right, you know? But anyway, let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. So... All right, I'll check you later on. Going to bring my little girl to school. Thanks for listening for the day we live. Say bye. Bye. So I forgot about uh, a segment that I listened to last night. It was from Dr. New, um, and she poses a question around grief. I'm going to play it for you again now. I echoed it on my station last night because I didn't want to lose it, and it had already been up to 20 hours on Dr. New's station, so it would have disappeared. So I echoed it um, at that time, so I could grab it again this morning, uh, and I just remembered. So um, I'm echoing it again, uh, and I'm going to follow up with uh, my own thoughts on grief and death. I've written about it before. Um, I might drop the link to that article in in one of the segments later. I've written about it a couple of times. And Dr. New uh, comes at this question of grief and how to deal with grief, from the perspective of the understanding that we're all going to die. So why grieve when we know we're going to die, when you know you're going to disappear, that you that you call you and that other that you call other, the ones that are close to us. Um, why grieve? What is the, what is the trigger? What is our, the state of our mind? our psyche, our ideas of ourselves, our perception of who we are, that we, even though we know that we're going to disappear, that we have such a difficulty in letting people go. It's a really interesting subject, and I think I'm going to dedicate today's show to uh, discuss that a little bit and um, see where it goes. Uh, so check this out from Dr. New. Here's our question coming up and then I'll follow up throughout the day with some pieces uh, um, expanding on it or maybe try to answer it at least from my own perspective. Um, like all of this stuff I only that I produce here, I only ever speak from my own perspective. I don't speak for anybody else. So I want to make that clear. Okay, check it out. About six years ago, uh, myself and my wife were expecting our third child and pretty normal pregnancy um, everything was cool in the gang but then uh, she lost the baby oh, I want to be PC about it we lost the baby but really it was grown inside her so um, at the time and maybe still now to me it was more of a loss for her than uh, it was for me. I think that was my belief going into it. Uh, before we had our first child, uh, she had uh, a miscarriage. Uh, and really that came and went without much in the way of emotional uh, um, 
outpouring or display from us. We didn't, we didn't have children at that time, so to know what it meant to have a child and interact with a child and a baby was alien to us. And um, so subsequent years brought us two healthy children uh, and even after we lost that baby uh, number three a year later she was pregnant again and now we have Cara you heard her earlier on today she's great it's a special kind of relationship between a dad and his little girl so uh, I'm very grateful for that and in some ways um, I believe that perhaps things weren't right for that growing child, growing baby, and uh, that little person now that's Cara uh, needed another another go, another attempt to come here, and uh, she's here now. So we lost that uh, we lost that little baby, and it was strange for me um, because when we found out that we'd lost the baby we went for the scan and we found out that um, the baby had died it was a really traumatic week I suppose or maybe even more for Joanne because she had to uh, some medical procedures she had to go through and she had to take some drugs and stuff um, we, we could have waited she could have waited for the baby to, to arrive naturally but um, we went the medical route so uh, I remember one particular night she had a really bad event, she was in the shower and the, the thought of delivering a stillborn, she didn't know what to expect, it, uh, it, uh, it was huge on her mind and uh, she, had a, she had a bit of a breakdown on it and I was there and I didn't know what to think, you know, I didn't know how to deal with it, I, not that I was confused, well I was confused but I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. We were here we I had a couple of kids already. I know what it's like to have a child to witness a child being born. Um and here we are after losing our third and I'm feeling nothing. Zero. I feel for Joanne and the grief that she's going through, but uh I feel nothing. So we go to the hospital and we go through the procedure and I'm there with her and me folks have the kids, the two boys and uh, the baby arrives, the stillborn, and we're both looking at this stillborn little uh, developed, significantly developed baby, and um, I feel nothing. And Joanne seems happy, she seems together, she seems like she's expressed what she needed to express, and now she's in a different place in regard to the whole thing. But here's me, I'm going, why am I not feeling any emotion here? You know, it was very strange, and we we went to a, we had a little ceremony, and we had the baby cremated. We still have the ashes; they sit on our shelf at home, and we have candles around, and we light the candles sometimes. And I remember that baby, and um, subsequent to that, then I went back to work, and. Uh, I was in work and I was down on my knees and I was making something or fixing something or whatever it was and a guy, one of the guys who worked for me, uh, his phone rings and the ringtone is John Denver, any song and it takes every ounce of effort that I have humanly possible 
to stop crying or bursting out in tears. But I hold it together, you could say. But it was an experience. It was like my whole self lit up with an understanding of what just happened. And it's completely impossible to put it into words. It's like trying to define God. Uh, it's impossible. But I'll try. Um, at that moment, I, I understood everything. And it was like the greatest kind of uh, feeling of happiness but sadness at the same time that a part of me had died all came at once and I just about held it together anyway and on the way home I uh, I, I downloaded uh, John Denver's Greatest Hits now John Denver is significant for me and my family because when my sister was seven, 1977 um, she was in hospital and she died uh, of I don't know it wasn't it wasn't didn't wasn't apparent at the time. There was no um, there was no uh, coroner coroner's report. There was no my mother didn't want it. But after Laura died, or while Laura was in uh, a coma, my mother would play John Denver, and Laura seemingly came out of one of her um, comatose states while John Denver was playing. So when any song played, that was just like, hey, it's okay, uh, everything's all right, you know. It was remarkable, I just can't explain it. But it was like someone, something, just reached out to me and touched me on the shoulder and said, everything's gonna be okay. And I drove home that evening and I was listening to John Denver and I pulled up outside my house and I just exploded. It was like all the emotion uh, of the loss just was let out. It was like someone turned a valve and I cried my eyes out in the car. And at the same time, I was ecstatically happy. I can't explain it. It's like the two of them existing in the same place at the same time. I was, I was so happy, and, and I could feel something other than me in that, you know? I'm not religious, by the way. I don't, I don't dig Catholicism or Christianity. I'm not going to get into that. But there's something else, <clears throat> and I felt it that day. And on reflection, that loss was one of the most significant experiences of my life. It was a beautiful thing. I reflect on it now and I go, how lucky am I to have experienced that? It's remarkable. The loss of something you made, something that you and somebody else were bringing into the world, the birth of something that you and someone else come together to bring into the world, i.e. children, the, lo the loss of those children, <coughs> I think Laura's death was a was a beautiful thing too, or at least it could be. There's a lot of grief and a lot of pain built up around Laura and how she when she left in our family. A lot of baggage. Uh I've I've dealt with a lot of that. I was only three at the time, three and a half. But um there's a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty uh, still for my folks, like when I think of what they must have gone through and what they still go through, uh having that Laura was their firstborn. Um and uh, my sister as well, because it's still in her conscious memory, um, having had a sister and then all of a sudden disappeared. Uh, for me, I don't have any conscious memory of Laura. I don't have any me specific memories of being in her company, but I obviously was, because it was three. She was my big sister. So she's playing a part. She still plays a part. That little baby, I believe, is with us now. Tried to come before. Didn't happen. Tried again. 
that's my little girl Cara and that's how I see it uh, and it's not a means a conscious means on my part to deal with that it's just what I feel happened and uh, it's good for me and um, it's great grief death can be a beautiful thing I think but uh, to answer your question Dr. New I think we don't know who we are in a large respect in a large part and we don't know, know who others are we have a kind of a flawed idea of what this existence is um, maybe not flawed but an incomplete how's that? we have an incomplete view of who we are and who others are and what this creative space is and that is a big contributing fact to our difficulty dealing with people that leave you know Anyway, they're my thoughts on grief. Um, hope they're helpful for anyone who's been listening. Okay, check you later. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of The Daily Larb. I recorded this podcast show, this episode of the podcast, using Anchor. Anchor is an, an iPhone app that I use to create five-minute segments, and I stitch them together and uh, uh, create a podcast episode. The podcast goes out to iTunes, goes out to Spreaker and Google Play and stuff. So if you're listening on those platforms, you can actually get more uh, of the stuff I create and other interaction with, with other stations and people uh, over at anchor.fm forward slash the larb. Uh, there's stuff that people contribute and stuff that I like to share from other people that don't make it into the podcast episode. So um, be sure to get over there and check that out. That link again, anchor.fm forward slash the larb. Uh, you can create your own station, you can record your own stuff, and uh, altogether it's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, this podcast goes out on iTunes, Spreaker, it goes out on Google Play, and all my stuff you can catch over at larrygmaguire.com. That's where I write, that's where I send out Sunday letters every weekend to my list, and it's where you can catch the weekly episode of the LARB podcast. Uh, and also, you can grab yourself a free copy of the Artist's Manifesto. It's available for download right on the homepage. Uh, just enter your email address and I'll send it on to you. I'll send you the link. And uh, you'll also get Sunday letters then every Sunday. In the new year, I'll be uh, turning the Artist's Manifesto into a uh, hard copy book. And uh, I'll add some bonus material in there too. So keep your eye out for that. Thanks for listening in today. appreciate you taking the time to check out my stuff. Uh, today's was today's episode was a little bit more, um, I suppose, uh, deep than uh, and personal than I would usually get. Uh, fitting really because today, as I mentioned, Laura in in those episodes, my sister, today is her birthday, um, and uh, in nineteen seventy nine, nineteen seventy seven, nineteen seventy seven rather, she passed away, aged seven years. So happy birthday, Laura! Thanks for all your assistance over the while, over the years, and uh, I know it's a little bit um, kind of maybe too personal, but uh, I do get the feeling that uh, whatever she was, whatever she is now, um, she's with me and uh, with us whenever we need her. So uh, that's it for this episode of the podcast. And uh, I want to thank you for listening in. I'll be back tomorrow and uh, probably back later on this evening over on Anchor if you want to check it out. And uh, that's it for now. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.